What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode four of season two, I think 29 overall of the Reverend Babel podcast. Uh, this is Neil Huntley here talking because uh, Cody's on the phone with his mom, and we'll be right back. What is going on, people of the interwebs? Welcome to Season 2, Episode 4, otherwise known as Episode Number 29 of the Reverend Babel Podcast. This is Cody Kelly. And this is Neil Huntley, which you've heard from me already today. And thank you for stealing my uh, thunder there, Well, yeah, this, by the way. Well, that kind of works both ways, so you're welcome. Just getting back at you a few times. <laughs> well, okay. I'm not going to disagree with you there, so. <laughs> True. Yeah, for sure. So, Neil, what's new with you? Uh, we had we had a really good weekend this past weekend, man. Hey, what's well, good? Um, we we finally got to go. Amber and I finally got to go out on our birthday date. Hey, there you um, go. We got birthday and Valentine's all wrapped into one for one dinner. We went out to the Capitol Grill in Uptown Charlotte. Had a great, an awesome dinner, man. Uh, nice, man. They, we had mozzarella wrapped in prosciutto. Well, That's fancy. Wow. Yeah. Uh huh. And then Amber had a filet mignon. Filet mignon. Filet mignon with, uh, I think, oh, yeah, we got shared sides. We got lobster mac and cheese, got some asparagus, got some truffle fries, and I had the largest steak I've ever had in my life, (laughs) and it was a ribeye that was dry-aged and then had balsamic uh, sauce of vinaigrette on top of it. I don't even know what half of that stuff means, so obviously it means it was good. Yeah, it was good. It was a little pricey, but hey, you know, you when we you wrap all three all all three things into one two birthdays and one Valentine's Day. Oh yeah, that's good enough reason to kind of go all out. Go once time going once, all once out for all the stuff. Oh yeah, but we had a really good time. Had a um had a good weekend all around. Um had a Super Bowl to watch. Oh yes, uh, we so did. Tonight we'll recap the Super Bowl in our um weekly score segment. But we had a good time Sunday night uh, at the church, didn't we? Oh, oh for sure, man. Like that was a lot of fun. We. We, um, I think it's safe to say that both of us had a really fun time. We really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. I got to talk trash a little bit to some people, so that's always yeah, fun for me to do. That's right. You know, that's always fun for you're not to... you're not often allowed to talk trash at church, but during Super Bowl, no, you but do during that. Super Bowl, <laughs> that's the you know, you know yeah. like that's the one time where it's okay, I guess. Yeah, we we I had guess. we we uh we were in our auditorium of FLC. We yeah. had the the game on the big projector up on the wall, which looked great, which was oh, kind of yeah. cool to see. We ought to watch football in there more often, but I don't know how many times we can get oh, away with watching yeah, football in church. For but sure. it was a good time. That was cool. We, um, we had a pretty good crowd there. Um, everybody kind of oh, yeah. hung out, and if they wanted to kind of get close, they could, but some people kept their distance, which is fine. It was really, you know, totally their call to do so. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, did Bible drill during the commercial breaks. And, yeah, we did. Uh, shout out to Tate for getting, I yeah. think, what did he get, like 14? He, uh, I mean, yeah, it for was, sure. I, I, I did almost. It was a lot. I did a little over 30, 30 total verses. For and he people. got like half of them. He got basically. half or right at over half of them. And so he got to take home a new study Bible and a $25 Amazon card. So, yeah. Which I told y'all he was fresh out of Awana. So y'all didn't stand a chance of where he, he, he knew where stuff uh-uh. was in the Bible. Well, that was part of the reason why I chose not to compete this year. Well, <laughs> I mean. Oh, well, did you opt out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, like. I didn't uh, compete in this one. Okay, and here's my reasoning. You can you can take this however you want. You can make fun of me or do whatever. I, I'm technically out of view, so uh, true. I, I am technically out of view, so it'd be kind of 
it wouldn't be a good look for a guy who graduated <laughs> high school and is ten yeah. years in you're, college you're, to win a youth. You're a red Bible shirt senior in the youth group. That's event. for sure. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> red shirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, that plus just combined, I just wanted to see how everybody else was going to do. And then once I saw Tate was competing, I'm like, okay, well, yep. I'm kind of glad I opted out now. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we had that was that was a good time. Um, everybody stuck around till nine, and then I went home and finished watching the game. And like I said, we'll recap that. Uh, for what was a game for a little bit, and it turned into a whooping. Yeah. But um, but we had a really good time. Um, it's been a good week so far. Um, I came in the studio day limping uh, because um, conveniently caught on my Ring doorbell camera. <laughs> um, you know, walking can be dangerous sometimes, and and I somehow fell going up the stairs. Yeah, going today. up the stairs. So the, the whole two steps that goes from my <laughs> my sidewalk to my porch, I somehow decided to, to try to defy gravity. And the laws of physics and fall up. Yeah. And which I did. You fell up and, the stairs, which and is so so that's on the internet now for the world to see. And and then we come in here today trying to record and your computer's trying to control itself, whether it's your FBI agent that's specifically designed to watch you or some Russian spy, we don't know. I don't um, know. but he's he's here too, so we're gonna wave at him. But <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to I'm I'm ready to go. I'm ready to have a have a good show today, man. But what's 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 new with you? Um all right. Well, unlike last week, not really a lot. Um, I obviously worked a lot on schoolwork. Got a little bit more of that stuff done. I um, I obviously watched the Super Bowl on Sunday to my disappointment. I mean, obviously, you know, like I mentioned this last week, you know, I, I was pulling for the Chiefs. I was pulling for the Chiefs to win this game, but and Tom Brady won, which I'm not upset with. And obviously we'll talk more about that when we get into the weekly score and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, but you know, it's always fun just watching the Super Bowl just because it's like, it's basically like a holiday, but not a holiday at the same time, you know, just because it's like the biggest sports day of the year, Mm -hmm. even though it really didn't feel like it this year. It just felt weird this year. Yeah. In some ways it did. I can see that. I I mean, well, it's like, as far as like, you know, seeing people go crazy and, having these big old events and stuff like that. You know, of course it's different because of, you know, the pandemic and COVID and everything like that. But it was obviously still a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. And um, I just enjoyed gotten to have a little bit more of a relaxed week this week compared to last week when I had a whole bunch of news for you. So cool. Cool deal. <laughs> yeah, man. for sure. Well, we, like I said, we got a, we got an awesome show lined up. Uh, I got the Devo coming up. It's a short one, but All I right. think it's a meaningful one. And then uh, we'll have Paris jump on here in just a little bit. Yeah. And we'll talk some NASCAR as this week is, is, is here. Daytona 500 it is, is here. here. Recap the, the Super Bowl. And I promise I will actually watch it, okay? I'll, yeah, you better. I'm, uh, okay, I'm, yes. I might. Uh, you might have to just strap you to a chair and make you watch it. Okay. <laughs> um, but we got that. We got Super Bowl recap. The Charlotte Hornets are looking greater by yes. the day. And some MLB news as well. So y'all sit tight. All right, and we're back. Welcome to this week's Double Play Devo. And this week, it will not be me presenting the Double Play Devo, which probably for some of you you're happy with because I usually take half an hour when I'm doing mine. But this week it is Neil going to be doing one. You just like to introduce things. That's all it is. You're just a really good introducer, Cody. Okay. That's all it is. And it's not a bad thing. Well, thank you, man. I really – well, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, okay. I'm not sure if you meant that as a compliment yeah. or not, but I'm going to take that as a compliment. fantastic at introducing ideas and topics. Okay. <laughs> just leave it at that. All right. Right. All right. <laughs> 
I'm keeping it reverent today. That's what this okay. podcast is about, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> Babbling and being reverent about it. Yeah, that is true. All right. All so, right. so, um, so Cody, just going off kind of, uh, what we saw this past weekend in the Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, what we got coming up in the Daytona 500. Um, just all this stuff going around. Nothing that we see in sports is, I mean, unless you look at golf or tennis, but most major sports, it ain't up to just one person. Right? Uh-huh. And so finish this saying for me, Cody. Okay? Right. Teamwork makes the... Dream work. That's right. Teamwork makes the dream work. So today, the little short devo I have, I'm talking about teamwork. Okay? Okay. Specifically, like, teamwork within Christians and teamwork within the church. Okay? Okay. Um, so I'll go ahead and read our scripture for today. Um, it's Romans 8, verse uh, 28. Um, Paul wrote here to the Romans saying, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God to those are called who are called according to his purpose and that's like the will of God and things like that right um but you know Tom Brady as awesome as it kind of was to see him win his seventh title right that's just amazing yeah. to see oh, yeah. whether you like the guy or not it's easier to like him when he's not with Belichick just that's off topic let's get back yeah <laughs> well, I got off topic that fast it's all right but he didn't win that Super Bowl by himself okay um, Patrick Mahomes no. didn't lose that Super Bowl by himself. You know, uh, Mike Grimmers didn't lose Super Bowl by himself, but he played a <laughs> getting off topic again. That's about to say, man. <laughs> teamwork makes the dream work. Okay. And so we need to have that teamwork within the church. And right. when it comes to like NASCAR, yeah, you have one driver that's doing a majority of the performance on the track, uh-huh. but you have the team. But there's the team. There's like the pit crew. Exactly. And the, and the, uh, what's the word for us? Spotters. You got spotters. You got the pit crew. You got the fabricators back at the shop. You got the painters. You got the people that put on the decals. I mean, you got a whole just crew, like a village of, of teammates that are, that build up all for that one moment on that Sunday for a race or that one moment on Sunday on a football field or whenever. Oh yeah. For sure. Um, and, you know, just because you're a team doesn't mean you're going to agree on every single thing. Now, me and you, we can agree on, on a lot of things, uh-huh. right? Because we have similar upbringings. We have similar views when it comes to our faith. We have right. somewhat, I would say, similar political views, too, which oh, yeah. we, neither one of us have much view of that anyway because we don't put our hope and faith in that, thankfully. Yes, but, for sure. But thankfully, I'm sure if we sat down and talked long enough, oh, yeah. that we would find some ways in which we wouldn't 100% disagree or 100% agree on every little thing, just because we're built different, right? <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, it's like, um, I mean, it's like even if something as small as our like uh, our predictions for the games. I mean, like you know, like we both. You know, like both of us said the Buccaneers were going to win, but I wanted the Chiefs to win. You wanted the Bucks to win. So right. even that little thing just shows that we're different. Exactly. And, you know, and like you drive a Toyota, I drive a Ford. You right. Know? Um, there, there's there's people with different views on some things, but it doesn't mean we can't get along. Okay. Oh right. Of course. And I'm I'm getting to the point by saying that you know sometimes the littlest disagreement in a church can just make walls just fall over so quickly. Oh, yes, yeah, over absolutely. the littlest thing, over what code the walls are, over how the seats are arranged, over who's sitting in what seat, okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, and this, I'm not saying anybody in particular, I'm not using any uh, specific subject. I'm just saying this in general, okay? Oh, no. Thankfully, you, right, and I, yeah. you and I both go to a church that that's not that's not an issue. And I'm, I'm thankful every single day that, that the church that we both attend at Midway 
that it is a good working teamwork in that church. I feel like it is. Mm-hmm. And I pray that stays the same. And I pray, you know, no little disagreement would cause strife or cause struggle in that teamwork. But I get all that to say this. Um, we need to work together more as Christians. Oh, you yeah. know, some people see t- different churches as almost like business competition. And it's not. You know, just right. because, I mean... Just for example, I mean, you can't compare what Midway is doing compared to what like Elevation is doing. Okay, there's two completely different <laughs> playing surfaces. Okay, right, and they got two different calls of ministry in that. And every church is going to have a different calling in their ministry, whether they want to do more mission-based stuff, more outreach stuff in the community, right. more stuff within themselves to kind of build each other up, then send people out. So you can't really get mad just because somebody else's parking lot is a little bit more full than yours is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or just because, right. um, just because this one has a little bit more fog machines than the other one does, you know, uh-huh. not taking a dig at anybody, but we need to stop bickering, especially us Christians over the littlest, tiniest details and stop. And we need to stop looking at that and look more on the big picture. Have no matter how many people are in your parking lot? No matter if you got two guitars or three guitars on stage during the worship service. Right. No matter whether your whether your preacher's wearing skinny jeans or a bow tie. Okay. We all need to remember that we are working together for good. We're all we don't need to work together to tell others about Christ because when we let these little things get in the way of that, it lets it lets the outside see us as just people that try to pretend like we agree on the same thing but just argue all the time. Uh huh. Okay. Right. We need to be out on the playing field, not sitting back watching. Okay. We need to be out on the playing field and working together for the common cause of telling others about Christ. Okay. We right. talked about Sunday night um, during our Super Bowl devotion that. Um, look at the look at our lives as Christians as a football game. Okay, you got the players on the field, you got the players on the sidelines, you got people in the stands watching. The majority of the people at the game are in the stands watching, right? Under normal circumstances, uh-huh. there'd probably be fifty, sixty thousand people there. Then you got at least fifty-three guys on each side dressed, ready to play. Then right. you only have twenty-two at a time on the field. Okay, we need to make sure that we're trying our best to be part of that twenty-two. Right. It's not, you know, we definitely don't want to be on the outside looking in. We definitely don't want to just be sitting in the stands bickering about what's going on on the field if we don't have any interest being out there, mm-hmm. right? It's not good enough to have your helmet shoulder pads on and just kind of been on sidelines and looking and seeing. You're just kind of watching, this, seeing the process, seeing, and the seeing the how process. everyone's doing it. And all that's that. right. We need to be on the field, in the place, working together, whether we agree with each other on what color the sky is or not. Okay? <laughs> we need right. to work together for the for good for because we all love God. If we're claiming to be Christians, we ought to love God. Right? Right. And we need to work according to His purpose, not our own purpose. Okay? Because we're the body of Christ, and the, the church is the body of Christ, and we are to, you know, work as one body. Some of us are hands, some of us are feet, some of us are mouths, some of us talk a little too much like me and you, right? Yeah. <laughs> and um, But if one of them isn't performing well, the whole body suffers because of that. I mean, just think. All right. I, I fell walking up the steps today at my house, and I had a short little limp just because my foot apparently doesn't want to work as well today because uh, apparently who not. knows what. <laughs> but when we're all working together, no matter what we you know disagree on and agree on, on whatever it is, we need to make sure we're working, get, working together for that common goal because if we're claiming to be Christians, we love God, and we need to work and work together according to His purpose. Absolutely.
All right, it's sports time. Time to update y'all on the week that was in the world of sports. This is the, the weekly, weekly score. score. I was just uh, late. Yes, okay. Cody, I, I can't contain my, my excitement any longer. You know, ever since we started back on the on the podcast, I've been counting down the days till the Daytona 500. Oh, yeah. And this week is the week. It the is. race is on my birthday. This is and it. We, let's, we, can we talk about it first, please? 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 Can we talk about racing first, Cody? Please? <laughs> I'm trying to trying to make it more dramatic. I'm trying to add some more to it, but okay, go ahead. Wait, you, so you ready to talk racing? Yeah, sure. All right, cool. Well, let's get Paris on the phone call and see what is on the phone call. Let's get Paris on the <laughs> phone. Let's make a phone call to Paris and see what's new on pit road with Paris. All right, we finally got Parrish on the phone call. Parrish, you there, buddy? Yeah, man, I sure am. What's going on, man? How you doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. Just living the dream here. How about y'all? We're doing great. Doing great. Just uh, sitting here waiting for you to pick up the phone. We've been waiting for like forever, man. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> we, couldn't, we had to wait for Cody to get off the phone with his mom real quick. And then, <laughs> and then, I, and then I we, think she, she might be more important than I am. Yes, she does have priority over you today, at least. Okay? <laughs> yes, at least today. So, yeah. Always answer your phone call. Always, always answer the phone if your mom's calling. That's yes. right. That's that's rule number one and two. Answer oh, yeah. the phone and answer the phone when mom's calling, for sure. Sweet. Well, well Paris, I, I told Cody that I could not contain my excitement any longer, that we had to talk racing first in the weekly score this week. So um, we got the, the clash. Uh, by the time this podcast comes out, it happened on Tuesday. It hasn't happened currently as we're talking right now. Um, but what what are your thoughts on the clash happening on the road course this year? Um, I, I mean, I'm kind of mixed on it, man. I, I understand um, – not wanting to tear a bunch of stuff up because last year, my God, that race was, that race was honestly kind of a joke. Um, I mean, I'm glad Eric Jones won it, but they tore up literally just about every car in the field. Um, but I guess it, it's something new. Um, it's also going to be interesting that it's going to be ran at night too. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it goes along with all the other changes that they're making. Um, but I mean, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to have some, uh, Tuesday night racing, even though it, it um doesn't really count for points or anything. It's still gonna be fun to watch. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you oh know, yeah, um, the thing that that's thrown me off the most, and it probably makes sense if you could probably explain it to me to make sense. But we we know this is the debut of twenty three eleven racing tonight. Yes, um, this is the unofficial yeah. debut. The real one will be Sunday at the five hundred. But we won't see Bubba Wallace in the twenty three car tonight. Yeah, uh, Ty Dillon, he's going to be um, driving the 23 car tonight because he won a stage at the Roval last year. Um, and so they did it to where it was like past clash winners, race winners last year, pole winners, playoff drivers, stage winners. They literally, they, they <laughs> honestly, if, if you have a pulse, you're probably going to be in the race tonight. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah COVID kind of changed that up a little bit this year, didn't it? It did, man. But I think it's it's smart to get like a veteran driver since Bubba obviously didn't qualify, so they can have some notes going into the um, road course race next weekend at Daytona because they're a new team and they don't really have any notes for that. So I think that's pretty smart of them to put put someone that's at least decent at um, some road courses in the car for tonight. 
Yeah, and, and hope, right. hopefully um, Richard Childress doesn't disown his grandson for driving the Toyota. <laughs> I was about to say, man, especially in the Xfinity Series too. My goodness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, it it'll make it should make sense, and um, I think it makes sense. And Cody, you'll probably agree with this too. You know, even though Bubba Wallace won't be in the car, you'll still have the same pit crew. You'll oh, yeah. still have the crew chief, and you'll have Freddie Kraft up there spotting <laughs> for him. And they can all kind of work together and get a feel for each other before they throw Bubba in the mix on Sunday. Well, like, well, like that was my whole main point that I was just kind of processing while y'all were talking about that because it's like, even though it's not your main driver in your car, you're still gonna get a feel for your pit crews and your spotters and just all the different uh, parts of the team working together. You at least have somewhat of of an idea of what you're gonna be uh, getting yourselves in to like once the actual like races that count start mm-hmm. you know and like you have a better idea of how you're gonna tell Bubba Wallace and kind of let him know what he's in for too with this new you know with like this new team and everything yeah exactly and oh, for sure. and yeah. you know and Parrish will probably agree with me with this like when when Bubba was with Richard Petty that's Richard Petty's car okay right and and this is still this is Denny's team and, and Michael Jordan's team too, but this is Bubba's time to shine in this car. Um, oh, of course, he, he just he was just kind of driving whatever Richard Petty wanted him to drive last year, <laughs> and, and but this this is Bubba's time to shine. And I mean, he's not going to tell you he's nervous. Okay, Bubba Wallace is not going to tell anybody that he's nervous, but he might be having a little nerves about it because I mean, like I said, this is his he's in the spotlight on this team, and if he can go. You go into the Daytona 500 with his pit crew, crew chief, spotter and all that working a little bit smoother after one little race, which, I mean, it's not a little race, but during, uh, during the clash, <laughs> that might help him have a little less nerves come Sunday, okay? Um, because and uh, I think I think that will probably work out for the better for him at least. But, um, Parrish, are we having a practice and qualifying this weekend? Yeah, um, so pra- I think practice starts tomorrow around noon. Um, and then qualifying is tomorrow night. And then it's weird for the 500 qualifying only sets the front row. Oh. Um, and then, hmm. and then they have the duels, which are on, there's twin 125 mile duels uh-huh. on uh, Thursday night and they set the rest of the field and there's quite a few cars that need to race in. So it should, it should be pretty interesting because normally, um, it seems like maybe there's like one or two cars they need to race in and they're mostly just like pretty pretty bad cars and yeah i mean it's not really that exciting but this year i mean you got a fourth penske car that has to race in you got the colleague car that needs to race in the 37 cars got to get in so it should the duels should be probably they i'd say they'll probably be more exciting than tonight honestly is your uncle bj mcleod in there <laughs> he is apparently <laughs> i still need to see if he'll get us some tickets to a race or something yeah you man. got the common name you got to somehow prove it through ancestry.com or something see if he can get us down there Dude, next, this sunday I need to, man. <laughs> just say what, what is the other one 23 and me or whatever yeah do that one too it's just say hey look we're kin by this one guy that lived back in the 1600s and then that's about it our that, families came over here together from Scotland, so that's right. We gotta be related somewhere. <laughs> that's right. But yeah, hopefully, come Thursday, we're talking about a you know a good.
good clash and things like that. I'm, I'm excited to watch it tonight. That's for sure. Just because, you know, I, I've always been, I've always enjoyed racing, but not at the level that you enjoy it, Parrish. And then this, this, this year, this past year, when that was the only thing that was on sport wise for a while, that was live. That's oh, when I, I got into it deep. I mean, just ask Cody, that's about all I can talk about or want to talk about Yes, for a little bit. <laughs> and if I called into, to the Charlotte sports radio, that's all I want to talk with Kyle Bailey about was NASCAR too. And, but I'm so excited to have him back. I'm excited to watch uh, Chase Briscoe this year. I know you're excited to watch Eric Jones. We got to get Cody a, a driver. <laughs> Cody doesn't have a, a specific driver that he likes. I do not yet. So we need we need yeah. to, we need to get him one. Uh, okay. He he drives he drives a Tacoma, so he'll probably choose a Toyota oh. guy. So okay. But I know a few Joe Gibbs guys that he that he might enjoy watching. Um, but uh-huh. but give us. I your, don't want you to give any. I don't want you to give me any hate though, just because I'm kind of new to the. NASCAR scene, so oh no, don't hate on me too oh, much. Oh, no. <laughs> we, 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 the, the, the more the more fans, the merrier. That's honestly. right. We welcome all fans, ain't that right, Parrish? Amen to that, man. The more, the merrier, man. <laughs> exactly. So, um, before we get out of here today, uh, give me just a little preview of what you're thinking about what to expect on on Sunday. Oh man, um, I feel like with the 500, like there's such a big lead up to it, and it's. Honestly, man, it's it's such a fun race to to watch, to go to. Um, a lot of sports end their season, you know, with their biggest event. Like we obviously just had the Super Bowl this past Sunday, and this is NASCAR Super Bowl, man. Oh yeah. Um, it's I'd say m- most years it's pretty calm up until probably about fifty to seventy five to go. Somewhere in there is when a, the the uh, switch gets flipped. And that's when, you know, you start seeing drivers make moves they wouldn't make earlier in the race. And I think that's going to be the same um, this year as well. Thankfully, there's there shouldn't be any weather. Um, like last year, or like I feel like every year when they go to Daytona, there's weather in the forecast. And oh, yes. You've got you to be looking out. Is the race going to be ran on a Sunday night or a Monday night or whatever? Um, but I think it's going to be fun, man. I think there's a lot of... A lot of fast cars, um, a lot, a lot of people in new rides that are going to be that know that this is their one opportunity to really, uh, you know, get the season started off on a good note. Uh, a lot of teams. I mean, my favorite driver, Eric Jones. This is one of the four tracks that he has to circle because yeah. they're not going to have the speed anywhere else really to compete. So yeah. if he can come out and run well, um, put the 43 in victory lane. I mean, that literally will change the whole trajectory of this season for them guys. And there's a lot of other teams like that, man. But it's going to be fun. I mean, I'd say if you're a new fan um, and you don't have anything to do on Sunday, which Neil, I know that's that, that's your birthday, but yes, it's, also, it's also Valentine. It's also Valentine's Day. Um, so if, if if your wife or spouse will let you, other other people, um, tune in, man. It's going to be it's going to be a good time. Well, yeah, and, and like like I, I've already told my wife, uh, I already taken her out for Valentine's <laughs> and her birthday, and you heard it on here too. And Paris said it it got to him on a spiritual level, Cody. That, oh, okay. that on Sunday, all I want to do <laughs> is eat Bojangles and watch the Daytona Five Hundred. Amen and to that, man. Paris said Amen. we ought to put that on a T-shirt too. Hey, Dude, I would wear that, man. <laughs> well, I would, I would sell that. Would sell, oh yeah, man. for sure. If you could, you'd partner with like Bojangles or something. There you go. Yeah. Hey, hey, I got a, I got a Bojangles Xbox controller because you may even get a Bojangles T-shirt because of you too. <laughs> hey, 
hey man, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We might, might, might put something together, man. I have, I have a few, I have a few marketing ideas in my mind. There you go. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun race. I hope Briscoe runs well. I hope Jones runs well. I hope he can figure out who his primary sponsor is. Cause it looks like he's got about 47 of them lined <laughs> Gosh, up. Man. He's the, he's this generation's Ken Schrader. Don't know who, what kind of car yeah. he's going to be driving from week to week. And like you said, we, we do have a lot of, a lot of new faces with some new numbers and some new sponsors and, that's that's going to take me at least two or three weeks to figure out who's driving what car, um, oh, just, I, just like I it does every that, year. <laughs> but it's going to be a fun time. Um, Cody said he's going to try his best to watch some of it. I know I'm probably going to watch every second of it and love every yeah. second of it too. Um, but hey, Parrish, uh, thanks for thanks thanks for jumping on the phone today, man. And uh, we we won't hold you up any longer. And um, just yeah, once again, thanks, buddy. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Thank you guys so much. Hey, Parrish. Yeah, what's up, man? May the force be with you. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, man. May the force like be with it. you. May the force be with you as well. <laughs> so you already you already have the Star Wars connection. Yeah, of course. So yeah, now man. now y'all can talk some racing a little bit too. Yeah, hey. Heck yeah. Hey, I, I love, two of my favorite things: Star Wars and racing, man. I I, I, I can talk that forever. So I'm down anytime. Hey, same here, man. That's right. <laughs> we we hadn't been shut down because we said the word Super Bowl yet, and we talked NASCAR all the time. And watch, we said may the force be with you, and Walt Disney will <laughs> roll over in his grave and shut this podcast down now. So thanks a lot, <laughs> Cody. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome you're gonna, you're gonna get a call from a block number out of california and they're gonna be like oh no <laughs> oh wait cody's phone's ring oh it's just his mom oh, <laughs> oh you have to go there again <laughs> all right parish we'll see you later buddy all right man yeah, see ya have a good one, guys. thank you All right, now I got all the all the left turns and rubbing is racing and all that out of my system, Cody. Okay, there I'm, you go. I still can't wait for Sunday, <laughs> but now I'll, I'll let you talk for a little bit, okay? All right. What you got for us today, dude? I got some MLB news. Shocker! It's getting close to s- s- starting up again, oh, so you know I, I got to talk about it. I pre-ordered my MLB the show, by the way. Oh, you did? I sure did. You are going to love it. Yes, I did. I'm just letting you know right now, you're going to love it. Yep, I'm so excited. Can't wait. All right, all right. Well, first off, speaking of. That obviously the MLB and the MLB players players association agreed on some health protocols. They agreed on something. They did. <laughs> I don't know how they hey, did, but they did. That's kind of fitting with the Devo. They made te- they did some teamwork there, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's like you were saying at the start, teamwork makes dream work. That's so, right. Hey. All right, so they agreed on some new protocols. That includes the ability to have two seven-inning games, like for a doubleheader, like in case a game gets postponed. Okay. So like they had last year. Sure. And once a game goes in extra innings, they're going to have a runner that's or at second base. That's okay. You know, because they had that last year. So they're going to well. do. They're going to bring those two experimental rules into this season. Yes. Cool. Unfortunately, they won't have the the designated hitter for both leagues as of right now. Of course, with the MLB, that can change yeah. in a heartbeat. Of course, mm-hmm. but as of right now, like I mentioned last week, that has not changed. But as far as the health protocols go, they're going to add those uh, contact tracing devices. For those of you who don't know what those are, you remember when the NBA mm-hmm. went into the, the bubble. Right. And they kind of added those in for their players, and, and they would check them just to make sure if, if players uh, came in contact with someone who had COVID. So they're going to use a similar technology with with, okay. you know, like they're going to use a similar technology with the MLB. So they're going to kind of use that same technology that the NBA used during their time in the playoff bubble and everything like that. So that's going to be something that's going to be 
added to their thing. Which, if you ask me, is nice, obviously. It adds one more way that you can, can make sure that players come in contact. It kind of holds them accountable, too, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, like, just going back and watching a few games this year, you know, like whenever, you know, like someone would talk from the dugout, you know how you have teams, you know, like the benches will clear and stuff like that and players will come together. That'll happen, I'm sure, a lot less because everyone knows those things are going to be going yeah. off and, like, everyone's going to get really up in arms about that mm-hmm. as far as like the front offices and the MLB sure. and all that kind of stuff. So that kind of, like you said, it can kind of make some more accountable to yeah. that sort of thing. And I think that's going to at least help, you know, like at least help the players become a little bit more aware of what they're doing. Yeah. Quick side note, maybe they ought to have that in college basketball. So unlike the two UNC players that decided they were going to go party after yes, beating Duke I heard about and just that. ruin it for everybody. So thanks a lot for that. Anyway, this is baseball. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. What? Baseball? Yes. <laughs> yes. But as far as the COVID protocols and stuff like that go, like I mentioned last week, the the start of spring training will be the 17th of February. So just here within like a week and a half or so. Yeah. Like guys of this recording. And then the regular season will start on April 1st. You know, yeah, that's next Wednesday when spring training Yes, starts. it is, wow. man. And I'm looking look forward to that. Wow, that's awesome. I'm looking forward to that, man. I'm very, very excited. Of course, you know, like, you know, like, of course, I'm not as excited about my Red Sox, but hey, it's always just fun to watch me, for me to watch baseball. I don't care if the Red Sox are good about it or not. Like, I'm not that fan who's going to like not watch their team when they're bad, you know, just because I just like watching my team. And I'm looking forward just to seeing the improvements maybe we can make this year. And Absolutely. You know, and speaking of improvements, the Los Angeles Dodgers decided Ugh. they would just improve, I guess. I don't re- I'm not sure how you can improve even more, but they managed to do that by signing... Reigning National League Cy Young Award winner Trevor Bauer mm, to mm, a mm. three-year, $102 million contract. And, Neil, <sighs> I am even more uh, frustrated with the Dodgers than I was before. I mean, yep. like, of course, the Mookie Betts trade was frustrating just because, you know, we had him and then we got rid of him. But yep. it's like, here's the thing. The only way I can make sense of this is that the Dodgers are like, okay, we finally got over the hump of actually winning a World Series. Now let's see if we can win about... Three uh, more of them. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, if they finally got over that hump of winning the World Series, they want to make sure they can win, like, the next five in a row. Yep. So they signed Trevor Bauer, who both of us know from being on Twitter is a very active uh, social media user. To say the least. To say the least. And um, But anyway, so his three-year, $102 million deal. So that's an average of about 30... Like th- a little over 30 a year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, but that's not the way his contract's going to be sh- 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 oh. structured, Neil. Uh-huh. See, this is why I want to bring this up. The way they got his contract um, arranged, he's gonna he is set to make $40 million in year one, mm-hmm. $45 million in year two, and the remaining, I think, 17 is what's left over. I'm pretty sure that's the right math. But anyway, <laughs> the rest of his contract, which I'm pretty sure is $17 million, will be set for year three. Wow. So he's going to be paid up front. And as of right now, he is set to be, as far as money per year, is set to be the highest paid player for the next two seasons. Wow. Um, they structure that pretty smart, though, because if he does really, really good the next two years, he could get an extension that would make bank. Right. Or if he does really, really oh, bad, and by year three, oh, we're only paying him this amount of money, right. that's easily tradable. Of course. But Trevor Bauer thought of that, Neil. Oh, he did. And he... Added even more to his deal. Uh oh, here we go. He added in an opt out 
for after year one and year two. Oh, he got two? He got an opt-out. <laughs> so after making $40 million, if he says he can go somewhere else and make more, he can do that. Wow. Or after year two, after making that additional forty-five, he says, okay, I'm not sure if I want to get paid seventeen in year three. I want to go somewhere else. So he can go somewhere else. He's got... So he's got choices to opt out after year one and two. So, that so, dude's way too daggum smart, So man. to say that was a player-friendly contract is an understatement. Yes. His agent, Rachel Luba, I think is her name, she's a beast. Yes. I will say that yeah. for getting that contract yes. because that's – That's phenomenal. That is that is just amazing work. Yep. I mean, that's just incredible that that, 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 and, that, that managed to happen. And when it comes to the Dodgers – Money, money talks. I told you that Absolutely. when it happened, and I told our buddy Scott when that happened too. I said, "Hey, look, you know, this is everybody's friendly reminder that there's no salary cap in baseball. That is a fact. And if there you is got, no salary cap in baseball, if, you can do you whatever got, you want. If you got the money to pay the players, money talks, and the Dodgers they can talk right now. They you can get, talk a lot. Okay? Yes, they can. Um, they are <laughs> this. Sure. They are this decade's Yankees for sure. Growing up, absolutely. When I was growing up, um, even like before you were even like old enough to pick up a baseball, right? The Yankees just bought everybody. And they, they still do that a little bit, but uh-huh. definitely not as much as they used to, like back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Right. And this is exactly what the Yankees used to do. They'd win, and they'd have money, and just pay somebody else to come and make them a little bit better. It's, wow. I mean, like, dude, it's insane. You know, you know, like, just thinking about that is insane. But here's one, one more tidbit about this contract that I think you're going to think is nuts as okay. well. So... Like I said, Trevor Bauer is scheduled to make $40 million mm-hmm. in 2021 and 45 in 2022 if he chooses to stay, obviously. Right. His salary of $40 million is more than the 26-man roster of three other MLB teams. <laughs> just his contract, just his salary for 2020 is more money for him than three other MLB franchises, and that is the Baltimore Orioles, Pittsburgh Pirates, and Cleveland Indians. Both of them have a combined uh, major league salary of under $40 million. And I mean, wow. like I think it's in between 36 and $39 million combined for like those three teams have individually. So basically Trevor Bauer is getting paid as much as the entire Pittsburgh Pirates or Baltimore Orioles team. <laughs> Combined, that's wild, isn't it? You know, so that's just crazy. That is sure. crazy. That's that. That's really is crazy. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's golly. I mean, I mean, you know, like, I mean, you know, like that's really all I can say about it. I, I'm glad that the Braves aren't in the NL West like they used to be. Um, but yeah, still, it's almost like we just we hit that point where it's like this is that we can do it. Then we play the Dodgers, <laughs> and then. But speaking of my Atlanta Braves, yes. are, are we are we done talking about Trevor for a second? Yes, we are. Speaking of my Atlanta Braves, while it's still politically correct to do so, oh, we resigned Marcel. Yes, you did resign Marcel. The Braves resigned and Marcel. You had better. You were hoping that they would. Because oh, I was on it before. You were before, hoping before the playoffs last year. I was like, we better pay this guy. Everybody. We just give him a blank check for what he does. The, um, according to Bleacher Report, Marcelo Zuna and the Braves agreed to a four-year, $65 million contract with a fifth-year option. Hey, and which is smart. I tell you what, the 
the GM and the front office at Atlanta Braves, they know how to manage some money. Yes, they do. We somehow we are affording, and I mean, the Braves have some money, but we don't have it like the Dodgers oh, or yeah. the Yankees or the other franchises like that. <laughs> Red we, Sox. Or the Red Sox. Yeah, whatever. Um, we, but we are somehow managing to afford Marcelo Zuna, Freddie Freeman, Ozzy Albies, and Ronald Acuna all in the same salary. But the main reason for that, though, is once again, your front office, you managed to sign. Albies and uh, Ronald Acuna to crazy long-term contracts. Yeah, for like not for, that much money. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, at least for the case for Albies and Acuna, you got both of them for long-term, but mm. for not that much money a year Almost at all. It's like a two-for-one deal. Oh, for sure. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure Ozzy Albies is making like five a year and mm-hmm. Acuna's making like 12 a year. Yeah. Which is insane. Who is arguably the face of baseball right now. Or could be uh, the face of baseball. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, for sure. That's I mean, nuts. I'm excited for the Braves. I, I jumped up and down when this finally became official because I just kept waiting for that notification. I was like, all right, okay, yeah. where is it? We, we better do it before he goes somewhere else because as good as he played in the regular season yes. and the postseason, somebody could have swiped him up easily, okay? Oh, I know. And this was my way of saying, okay, you didn't re-sign Donaldson. We better get this guy. Yes, you know? for sure. And, I mean, this just adds on, and it don't really add. It just keeps it keeps some consistency in that lineup. Yes. Um, I'm not sure how the lineup's going to work this year because we'll have to go back to not having a DH. Which, uh, that was my only concern yeah. uh, about them re-signing him was, okay, you guys don't have a DH this year, and Marcelo Zuna, I mean, like, and Marcelo Zuna's not obviously a terrible outfitter. He's really not. I mean, he's obviously not the worst I've ever seen, because I've seen a lot worse. But he's definitely not a top-tier outfielder. I don't right. You know, it's like... But he's not Rick and Kiel, so we're okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, it's like, I just remember watching him when he played for St. Louis, yeah. and he did not look comfortable out there in left field. Right. So I'm just wondering how that's going to translate to this new contract with Atlanta. Like, that's my only concern. But as far as the bat and everything else, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that's great. And, and of course, you know, defense wins championships in all kinds of sports. But it's it's really good to have that bat on your side when you need it. Oh, yeah. And, and it's going to be fun to watch. And with with um, the other guys we got on that team, man, that's that that was just some amazing news to get a few days ago. But that's that's all the baseball talk I got. That's all I have too, man. All right. So I got some basketball news for you guys as well. The power rankings, as usual, as they do every week, they came out for week eight of the NBA season. And there have been a few changes at the top. The Los Angeles Lakers are now back at number one after they were number three last week. All right. Uh, Number two is the Jazz because the Jazz, I think, were number one last week, so they only moved down just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Number three is the Philadelphia 76ers. Number four is the Los Angeles Clippers. Okay. Number five is the Bucks. Okay. Number six is the Brooklyn Nets. Wow. Which is the same as they were last week. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm actually kind of surprised that yeah, they were that too. high, considering because they're actually five and five in their last ten games. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of surprised that they were still ranked pretty high. generous. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so those are your top six ranked teams. But I just want to mention the fact that the Nets were number six, just because I just thought that was kind of it's weird. a little odd. Yeah, for sure. But now let's get into the one that everyone cares about: the Charlotte Hornets are ranked number. 17. So we stayed the same too, didn't we? The exact same as last week, yes. Even though we played phenomenal in the past week. Which was pretty much my whole reason why I was kind of surprised because the Hornets the last week, they've played really good basketball this last week and they've beat some... 
pretty decent teams. Yeah. I mean, like just last night, as of this recording, they beat the Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously the Rockets aren't a top tier team, but they were ranked higher than Charlotte right. in the power rankings even mm-hmm. after the game. Yeah. So I just thought that was kind of interesting to say the least. But this Charlotte Hornets team has been playing on fire. I don't want to hear LaMelo can't shoot ever again. I don't want to hear that either <laughs> because, well, what's funny though is his three-point shot has gotten a lot better yes. these last, the like, you know, like here in this last week, week and a half, because I yep. remember at the start of the season, whenever he pulled up for a three, you're like, okay, that's going to Yeah, be and then Monday night, he what, made seven of them? Yes. Yeah, he had and 21 like, points strictly from three-point. That was just nuts. I mean, it's like, so obviously that's something they focused on in practice was mm-hmm. just his overall ability to shoot the three because yeah and i mean we knew coming in and i and i believe the same as well that you know you know lamella is a great facilitator he can get the rebounds oh yeah he can get the assists like crazy and any scoring is just icing on the cake now now it's like well what can he not do right now you know that he's oh i know he's he's acclimating himself to the speed of the way the hornets are playing which is a little more up tempo than most nba teams play which is what i love because i mean we have one of the youngest rosters on the team or on the league so why not why not run up down the court a little bit and run these old guys out of breath you know yeah hey i mean when your oldest guy is gordon hayward you know and he's uh, 30 he's 30 yeah take advantage of take advantage of that absolutely And so that's been it's been exciting to watch. Um, they took care of the poor old Wizards right now. They, yeah, they they're did. struggling oh on Sunday before the Super Bowl, and then like I said, Monday night they played the Rockets, and you know that's two solid back to back wins. I mean, the, oh, I know, the Wizards sure. are struggling. Bradley Bill's balling out. Um, the the yes. Rockets aren't terrible. They got Old Depot. They got some other key players. They still have Demarcus Cousins down low, and oh, yeah. you know you can people debate back and forth. You know. Does the Hornets have a consistent big man? And that's kind of debatable, depending on which way the wind's blowing. But we know Demarcus Cousins is, you know, he can oh, yeah. he can take advantage down there in the paint, and we kind of took care of him in the paint. Oh yeah, I mean, like uh, just watching the overall team chemistry that the Hornets had in these past few games, like over this last week since the last, just over the time period since we last recorded, just seeing them become even more of a team team, you know, like just, you know, just building up that team chemistry even more than they already have is it's been really fun to watch for sure. Because, mm-hmm. you know, because here's the thing too, you know, the Hornets have had to deal with some injuries here these last oh, yeah. week and a half. I mean, like the Hornets haven't had a consistent lineup, you know, like mm-hmm. probably since the last time we recorded Monday night, Devonte was out. Right. We've had games where Terry was out, where Malik, you know, last week we talked about how Malik just came out of nowhere and yeah. played great. Right. Yeah, I know. And he played really good last night again. Oh yeah. And I think it's just encouraging to see now that, you know, anything can happen, anything can happen with like what trade deadlines coming up and whatnot. I right. Mean, unfortunately I could see Devonte or Malik getting traded for stuff because both of their contracts are up faster this year. Oh yeah. You know, which, I can honestly see a player like, Terry Rozier possibly getting traded because, yeah. I mean, you know, because this is the best he's played in a while. Right. And, you know, and obviously his contracts are more than sure. Monk and, you know, and Devontae Graham, but it's not huge. Yeah, and, and I'm not so saying that, that, I want, that I want any of those guys to get traded. Oh, no. I'm just saying that's a possibility. But with, it's a possibility because we're playing so some well. some expiring contracts and them playing pretty decent as well. But I think if we can keep this team together through, oh, yeah. through the deadline – we don't have to have a consistent starting five. We can move some guys in and out. That that lineup they had the other night where they had LaMelo, I think they had LaMelo, Terry, 
Bridges, Bridges, and Hayward at Hayward four, and Zeller at and five. Zeller. That, that was the best line. That was awesome. That was somebody was. That was the best line. I, I saw seen somebody this call that in the mur- the Murder Hornets lineup, which I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty. And funny. whoever labeled the connection that Lamelo and Bridges have to Airbnb, Airbnb, that's awesome. I need that. That is amazing. Paris talking about Bojangles a NASCAR on a T-shirt. We need Airbnb on a NASCAR on a T-shirt. That that's oh, amazing because yeah. it's like almost every game. It's like if Lamelo and Bridges are on the court, watch out. I just love watching that connection that those two have because here's the thing. When it's not both of them in the lineup, you know, like back at the start of the season, mm-hmm. you know, the tempo was a little bit slower. I mean, obviously it's still a little bit more faster paced than most teams, you know, but like when it was P.J. Washington and Graham Rogier and P.J. and uh, Gordon Hayward, it was, a, it was definitely a little bit of a slower tempo. But once you put in Airbnb in, in there – the tempo just goes up. Like, oh, yeah. Like that. I mean, the tempo just goes up like tenfold. I mean, like we're running up and down the floor like we're on fire or something. Yeah. I mean, it's like once, you know, it's like once those two are on the floor, it's a lot of fun to watch. And obviously, like you said, that Airbnb uh, connection that those two have, it's a lot of fun to watch. Absolutely. And and who knows, maybe maybe Devontae gets traded. Maybe Terry gets traded. I hope Terry wouldn't get traded. No. But may, maybe there is a trade that they can make by the deadline that gets him a pretty decent big man this year. Yeah. Hey. And, I mean, Cody's not bad. PJ's no. not bad. Beyondbo, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, we'll just move on from that. But, but <laughs> Okay, but as far as Beyondbo goes, I will say he did have a pretty good game last night. He did. But, even as a, they say, even, even, a, even blind a blind squirrel finds, squirrel a, finds a nut every That's once in a right. while. So, so, but if we could make some kind of decent trade that wouldn't make – Hornets fans is upset, but making more happy, right? And we get a pretty decent big man. Oh yeah, we're we're, we're literally, I would say, this is my hot take for the show. We're one big man away from being the thorn in the side of the top three teams in the East in the playoffs. Ooh. I mean, we're the sixth seed right now. Yeah, at I know. the end of the day, it was sixth seed. We get a consistent big man that's down there that can dominate, push some guys around, and that's a hot and, take, and finish yeah. more. I think we. I'm not saying we could win the finals at all. I'm not saying we could oh, get no. to it. I'm just saying we could be a thorn in the side in the playoffs. Absolutely. Oh yeah, for sure. All right, Cody. Well, let's conclude the show with the number one story of the week. All right. All right. You know, as Thursday, the story will be a little bit older, but it's still fresh and it's still the end of the NFL season. We have a Super Bowl champion. Yes, we do. And we have a seven-time champion on this team. Yes, we do. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. Yes, they did. Let's talk about that, Cody. Let's talk about that. Man, um, first off, I'm just going to say that was not the Super Bowl I – was expecting at all you and everybody else yeah you know well it's like here's the thing i said last week this was going to be way over the over under prediction i was predicting like a 31 28 Uh a 35 31 type super bowl you know like you know like something in the low to mid 30s for both teams although it was low 30s for the buccaneers (laughs) for the chiefs not so much yeah not even double digits dude not even a touchdown. Not even a touchdown on the board. I mean, like, that was probably the worst game I've seen the Chiefs play in the last two years. Yeah. And obviously they've lost games during that time, you know, but just as far as overall performance, that was probably the worst I've seen mm-hmm. in the last two years. But I am going to give credit to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. Yeah, absolutely. They played a they cranked amazing it up. game. 
They took it to the next level. They wow. controlled the line of scrimmage the entire game. They had Patrick Mahomes running for his life. Yeah. Speaking of Patrick Mahomes running, did you see the advanced stat on Pat Mahomes? So the advanced stat on Pat Mahomes took a record of how many yards he had to run backwards and sideways or away from the D-line yes. of the Buccaneers. It was almost 500 yards worth. It was 497. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so he and scrambled once I saw around. that, I was like, what? He scrambled around 497 yards in the game. It's all good. Smalls, is, he, he thinks it's ridiculous, too. I agree, too, Smalls. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. And he's also jealous that Cody stopped at him, but he'll be yeah. all right. So, if you hear a little growl, it's just Smalls giving his two cents about the whole situation as well. But, yeah, I mean, 497 yards That's scrambling. insane, man. It is. And bless the heart of the guy that had to keep up with that, too. Oh, I know. Because that was yeah, not an like, easy I'm stat to keep that up guy, with. He's like, okay, how many yards was that yeah, scramble? How many was art negative and sideways and all that? But yeah, so I mean, yeah. this, this Super Bowl, Cody, reminded me of Super Bowl Fifty with the Panthers and yeah. Broncos because you had the top team in the league at that time being the Panthers. Oh yeah, and this team being the Chiefs. Okay, that for most of the season, for ninety five percent of the season, they were firing firing on all cylinders. All cylinders. You get Super Bowl drop. Probably a complete, their worst loss was to the Raiders. Yeah, I mean, that one wasn't that. And bad. then you, but you drop a complete dud. In the final game. Yeah. Just, I mean, and it was almost eerily similar on how it was happening, okay? Yeah. So, you had a team that was up and coming with a young quarterback, some fast receivers, pretty decent running game as oh, well. Yeah. Pretty decent defense. Then you come in and play one of the greatest of all time. They played Tom Brady. Panthers played Peyton Manning in that time. Right. And, you know, the 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 um, the legends, the seasoned veterans somehow get a little few extra calls here and there. We're not going to talk about that a little too much. <laughs> but – like the young guys just couldn't get it done. You know, no. Mahomes was doing what he could. I mean, we saw the one freeze frame of him throwing it when his head was basically on the ground and it hit yeah, his receiver. Yeah, I mean, like, that was nuts. And yeah. That just shows he has experience in baseball because, yeah. because that and dodgeball. Right. <laughs> I mean, but like, that just shows he's got baseball experience, you know, because his dad was an MLB pitcher. Yeah. And I watched some, I actually watched some highlights earlier this week about, uh, uh, you know, like of whenever he was in school being a pitcher in high school so. right and, but yeah but i mean he was he him just like cam was trying his best to get to his guys and they just couldn't catch the ball i mean he literally hit two receivers in the face yeah with the ball and they couldn't get it and then his his offensive line offensive what, line got they, destroyed they couldn't stop a water leak they couldn't stop nothing they couldn't stop they couldn't stop nobody if it was you know if people were paying them to they couldn't oh, do yeah. it, which they literally were getting paid to stop them that they couldn't do it and <laughs> the the common denominator in that was <laughs> the chiefs also had mike rimmers like the panthers had mike rimmers in super bowl 50 and you know in super bowl 50 he had to guard uh, von miller and this one he had to be with uh, jason pierre paul yeah and yeah, just, whew, that was. Yeah, I was about to say, and if I'm any of those players on the offensive line, I'm looking at this Buccaneers defensive line, and I am scared. Yes. I mean, it's like, I mean, obviously there's a Pierre Paul, but then you got and Dominican Sue, you got Vita Vea, you got Shaq Barrett, yep. and then when you look at the linebacking core, you got Devin White, who who had an amazing year this year, Levante David, David, and you know, and just looking at that whole Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yeah. Team, I mean, like that, they controlled the that last Bucks finish. defense. So it's like their championship defense they had in their first Super Bowl win because that defense right. they had then was phenomenal as well. well and like John Lynch and, and the score was eerily similar as well. It, it I really mean, was. Both of their Super Bowl titles, their defense just flat out shut down the other team's offense. Oh, and the and the Oakland team that they played in thirty seven that was that was a pretty good offense as well. Oh, I know. And this year, I mean, to 
to not give up a touchdown to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, that was who, who have not done that in I don't know how many games. And Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, has not lost or by yeah, he's not lost by ten points or more in his career. Has never suffered a double digit loss ever. And it happens Which is in nice this to think game. About in itself. It was just mind blowing to sit there and watch. I mean, we were sitting there at church watching the majority of the game. Me and you both sat beside each other most of the time. And yeah. we're like, we did not see this happening. Not at all. You know, even when the parents came up, so I got you. I bet y'all got some stuff to talk about when y'all record this. Yes, week. we I was do. Like, yes, ma'am, we do. <laughs> yes, we, we do. We sure for do. Sure. And but wow, I mean, hats off to the Buccaneers, man. I oh, mean, yeah, they sure. they were firing on all cylinders. Absolutely. And and people can whine about those calls that they were kind of in their favor. I don't think that determined the game one bit. Well, like, here's the thing. That's my whole point about the flags is like, yes, there were a lot of penalties, but I'm going to be honest with you. Yes, there were a couple that you might have been like, okay, I don't know about that one. But to be honest, I think the Chiefs did it to themselves a lot yeah. of the time. I mean, like, I mean, it's like there's no way you can expect to win a game when you have – no. penalties in the double digits. I mean, yeah. I mean like, and, and you know, you can't, like, there's and, no way. And they couldn't get it done in the red zone. You can't get it done in the red zone, you're not going to win the football game. Right. Simple as that. Exactly. You're not going to win the Super Bowl by kicking field goals. No. And you're not going to beat Tom Brady by kicking field goals. And speaking of Tom Brady, I think this Super Bowl win just uh, settles all of the debates, if there were any. Oh, yeah. Of him being the absolute GOAT, the greatest of all time, not just quarterback, just football player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of all time. I mean, you know, here's the thing, Neil. He spent 20 years with the Patriots, won six championships, went to nine, literally goes to a different team. In the worst offseason ever. In the worst possible offseason that you could have had. Yeah. Goes to a different conference, a different division, a whole different team, different uh-huh. coaching staff, different players, other than Gronkowski and Antonio Brown. Yeah. Had the had a completely different team. Took them to the Super Bowl and won it. Yeah. At age 43. In dominating fashion as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's and like, b- by that's the way, insane. By the way, he remembered he had Gronk on the team this year. Just, yeah, I know. Uh, it took to get into the Super Bowl. But, oh, yeah, there's like, Gronkowski. Let's throw two touchdowns to him. Which, that was kind of funny that Tom Brady's three touchdown passes were to... Former Patriots. To his former Patriots. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, we're two former Patriots. I and think and that, playoff, that playoff Lenny played good too, right? Oh, yeah, for he, sure. He was Super Bowl Lenny the other night. That, that's for and, sure. You know, even even that, even though it was a division rival for, for my Panthers, it, I, I enjoyed oh, yeah. I enjoyed watching them win. I really did. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, I have yeah. nothing against Chiefs. I'd have been just fine. Chiefs would have, win, would have won. But oh, yeah. I, it's, 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 I enjoyed watching them win that game. And the final score was 31-9. to nine. Is that correct? Yes. Wow, that's crazy. 31-9. to nine. Brady – Held that Lombardi Trophy for the seventh time. He now has he has the most out of all. Like he he's the most decorated. He player has the most championships of any of any team uh, of any team. Yeah, I mean, like mm-hmm. you know, like because here's saying Tom Brady has seven Super Bowl championships. The Patriots and Steelers both have six, six. and then the Cowboys and 49ers, I think are the next best with five. Yeah, so he has more championships than any team. Oh yeah, so I mean that was a fitting way to end the crazy. NFL season that it was and and who knows Cody maybe Tom Brady winning a Super Bowl maybe that'll kind of spin the world back into somewhat normal life you yeah, know because I mean, hey. we've that's what we've been used to for the past almost twenty years is him getting at least getting to the Super Bowl let alone maybe winning the most uh, majority of them too so maybe yes. maybe this will bring a little bit of normalcy into this crazy world that we live in now and 
That's good. Like I said, good finale to the season. Absolutely. The off season's already spicy as is. We don't know where Deshaun Watson's going if he's going anywhere. Um, the Panthers put out a thing that said, "Here's to the next year," and they left Teddy Bridgewater out of the picture. That was interesting. And Carson Wentz too. Carson Wentz is on the trading block. We already saw Stafford get traded and Jared Goff get traded. And this happened on Tuesday. Right now, as I'm talking, the Cowboys put out a hype video for the 2021 season. Dak Prescott wasn't in it. Mm, yeah. Very so, interesting. A little shade getting thrown here and there, just like with the Panthers putting something out about the next season and Teddy not being in the picture. So, hmm. Very interesting. Interesting. But you know how Twitter is. We sure. look too far into everything. So, One thing's for sure. We will talk about it. <laughs> yes, we will. Yes, we will. But for sure. That's all I got, man. You got anything else? I think I'm all right, man. Oh, oh no, wait. I actually have one note I wanted to say. Yeah. Uh, Last night, as of this recording, they were. it was either last night or a Sunday night. They were talking to uh, LeBron James after a game went into double overtime and the Lakers won, obviously, because <laughs> oh, yeah. they're the Lakers. And he was talking about, you know, him being 36, 37, however old he is, and that his heart couldn't keep up with the game and he had <laughs> some stuff he had to go do. And I'm like, Tom Brady just won the Super Bowl at 43. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, I say that in the most polite way possible, but I just thought that was kind of hilarious. That, that was pretty funny. I thought that was hilarious that LeBron's like, hey, man, I'm getting old out here. I'm like, dude, Tom Brady just won the Super Bowl. That's right. At 43. That's so, right. Obviously, obviously, age isn't much of a factor anymore <laughs> when it comes to sports. <laughs> exactly. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Reverend Babble. Please make sure to like us and follow us on, on all the places that you get your podcasts. And also, please make sure to follow us on our different social medias. All of our names or handles or whatever you want to call them will be in the description of this punk podcast, as well as some timestamps just to let you know if you want to go to a certain section of the podcast, you can check down in the description of this episode. And with that being said... I guess we will hear Neil's team of the week for minor league baseball, and yeah. we'll get out of here. And by the way, the timestamps are a nice little feature that you threw in because I didn't have the whole time to sit down and listen to the whole thing at one time, and I wanted to listen to certain parts last week, and that was really handy because I could scroll down and go, okay, the double play Devo is from this time to this time, and I just went straight to there, and that was really handy. So that's a really cool feature. Oh, and you. if people want to call in and leave a message, they can go to anchor.fm slash reverent babble. Yes. Is that correct? That's I, correct. I, I heard that we had a guy named Jerry from Big Lick try to call in today, and it didn't come in too well uh, he wanted okay. to talk to Parrish about some nascar um he kept calling us name peevers or something like that i Parish. get jerry try again try again next time we'll have it on we'll All we'll right, preview jerry. it ahead but here is our minor league baseball team of the week we have the pensacola blue wahoos wahoo <laughs> They um, their logo is of course a wahoo. It's a it's a fish. Okay, it's a fish right. down specifically down there in the Pensacola area. They are the double A team for the Miami Marlins. I mean, which just kind of makes sense. Makes it's a sense. fish. It's, it's a, a fish. fish down in Florida. Yeah, but they were also part of the Cincinnati Reds organization okay. from 2012 to 2018. And last year, 2019 and last year, they were with the Minnesota Twins. Their colors are Gulf Coast Royal Blue. Getting very uh, specific here. Very um, fancy. Gulf Coast Royal Blue, Blue Angel Navy, Coral Pink, and Tin Roof Tin. Their mascot's name is Kazoo. They play at Admiral Fetterman Field. And their owners are Quint and Rishi Studer and Bubba Watson. Okay. Yeah. Huh. 
That's, didn't know that, that's Wa- very interesting. Didn't know Bob Watson was part owner of a minor league team, did you? I did not, no. That's so, interesting. So, yeah, so that's our minor league team of the week. Go check them out. You might like their hat and buy a hat. I'm still trying to work on my Rocky Mountain Vibes hat. Hadn't found a one-size globe yet for my big old <laughs> noggin. But that's our show this week. Um, y'all have – oh, here's another fun fact. I just found out about this, Cody, um, before I close out. Okay. So I'm reading this on the Wikipedia page, of course. It's in 2012 – the team relocated to Pensacola from Zebulon, North Carolina. This team was the original Carolina Mudcats. Really? Did not know that and until I just read that. So the Mudcats, of course, they came back. But this team's the original Carolina Mudcats. So there you go. Well, so that's, that's pretty cool. There you go. But y'all have a good week. Just like Cody said, follow us on social media. Follow us wherever you want to listen to us on podcast. And we will see y'all next week. Bye. <laughs>